morning, afternoon, or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. that God gave me a word for this church today. I'm going to invite you at this time in a prayerful attitude. Let's open our Bibles to the book of first, actually second Kings chapter seven. We're going to jump into chapter seven here, read a few verses, but before I do, go ahead and be seated. You've been standing for a bit. I want to give you a little background of, of second Kings chapter seven, because as you understand the background then it makes more sense when you actually get to the Bible account. But in chapter 6, King Bed-Hadan of Aram had besieged the city of Samaria. He had come against it, surrounded it, and weren't letting anything in or anything out. And over time, a city needs to have produce and stuff like that. Pretty soon they were in a famine in Samaria. And as famine increased the price of anything skyrocketed. And it cost a lot of money for nothing. In fact, they said a cup of dove's dung cost five pieces of silver. And so the king of Israel gets really upset with the prophet, who is Elisha. And the king of Israel decides, I'm going after this prophet, and I'm going to kill him. Things had gone from bad to worse. For the city of Samaria, th- things have gone from bad to worse for the king, for Elisha, and everyone in the city. What these people needed was God to show up, amen? They, they needed a miracle. They needed a breakthrough in their lives. But the circumstance was bleak. And it appeared that there was no visible hope on the horizon for any change. How many have ever been in a place where the situation looked bleak? You'd done all that you could do. You'd gone to everyone that you'd go to. You'd been just working hard to make it happen. And nothing was happening for you. You've been there. How many wave your hand and say, I've been there. And then we get to 2 Kings chapter 7. The Bible says in verse 1, Elisha replied, listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Notice, I I was intrigued by this this week as I was preparing this. He doesn't just say it one time. He says it twice. Listen to this message from the Lord. That, That would be enough in my books. But he doesn't stop there. The the prophet goes on to say, this is what the Lord says. It's a bleak time. Your city is in famine. You need God to show up in a big way. Nothing looks like it's going to change. But listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. By this time tomorrow, the markets in Samaria... Six quarts of choice flour will cost only one piece of silver. 
12 quarts of barley grain will cost only one piece of silver. But right now, currently, what, when the prophet is speaking, a cup of dove's dung costs five pieces of silver. But tomorrow, it's going to be different. The officer assisting the king said to the man of God, that couldn't happen even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. Some of us have said something quite close to that along the way. You have a situation sometimes, you have a circumstance sometimes, and, and you've, you've prayed and you've cried and you've talked to people and you've had, done everything you can do, and, and you've actually thought, I don't think even God can take care of this one. This is what the officer said. That couldn't happen if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. But Elisha replied, you will see it happen with your own eyes but you won't be able to eat any of it. Now there was four men with leprosy sitting at the entrance of the city gates. Why should we sit here? Why should we sit here waiting to die? That's what they asked each other. We will starve if we stay here. But with the famine in the city, we will starve if we go back there. So we might as well go out and surrender to the Armenian army. If they let us live, ha, I've lost my place here. (laughs) If they let us live, so much the better. But if they kill us, we would have died anyway. So at twilight, they set out for the camp of the Armenians. But when they came to the edge of the camp, no one was there. For the Lord, someone say the Lord. For the Lord had caused the Armenian army to hear the clatter of speeding chariots and galloping of horses and the sound of a great army approaching. The king of Israel has hired the Hittites and Egyptians to attack us, they cried to one another. So they panicked and they ran out into the night, abandoning their tents, their horses, donkeys, and everything else as they fled for their lives. Someone say breakthrough. When the men with leprosy arrived at the edge of the camp, they went into one tent after another, eating and drinking wine. And they carried off silver and gold and clothing and hid it. Finally, they said to each other, This is not right. This is a day of good news, and we aren't sharing it with anyone. If we wait until morning, some calamity will certainly fall upon us. Come on, let's go back and tell the people at the palace. Jumping down to verse 16, the Bible says, And the people of Samaria rushed out, and they plundered the Armenian camp. And so it was true that six quarts of choice flour were sold that day for one piece of silver. Twelve quarts of barley grain were sold for one piece of silver, just as the Lord had promised. The kings appointed his officer to control the traffic at the gate, but he was knocked down, and he was trampled to death as the people rushed out. So everything happened exactly as the man of God had predicted when the king came into the house. Let's thank the Lord for his word right now. 
Let's thank the Lord for his word right now. There's a great promise for someone in this house today. There's a break, great breakthrough waiting for someone in this place today. Say, I want to receive the word of God. I want to receive the word of God. I want to get it down in my heart right now. You know, I believe today that God wants someone to have a breakthrough. Amen. I believe there's more than one person in this room that I'm speaking to right now. God's wanting someone in this place to experience a breakthrough. You say, what's a breakthrough that you're talking about, Pastor Steve? I'm talking about the place where I experience everything that God has for me. Amen. I'm talking about the place where God shows up. I don't want to be content living below what God has for me. I don't want to be content just sitting back and barely making it and struggling and just getting by. Not when I have a God that owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Not, not when I know the King of kings and Lord of lords. Not when I know the creator and ruler of the universe. You know, sometimes we, we get that mentality that I'm just, you know, I'm just a little old Christian and I'm just kind of making it on my own and the devil's got me on the run. Well, what about being a king's kid? What about being a child of the king? What about going to the one who has all resources at his fingertips? The resources of heaven belong to the children of God. And we serve a God that's greater than any situation you might have come to church with today. Amen. I'm going to say that again. I'm serving a God that's greater than any situation that you brought to life, church, today. Hallelujah. Someone say breakthrough. What is a breakthrough? A breakthrough is, you know, when, you're, when you're, you've got a situation and you, you come up against it. It's like a wall that you can't get around, you can't get over, you can't get under. It's like a door that won't open. And you need a, a, an advance. You need God to show up. You, I'm believing today someone's going to pray, and God's going to give them the breakthrough that they're needing in this place. In fact, I want you to lift your hands with me right now, church. I want you to begin to pray that someone, and maybe it's you, would receive a breakthrough in this place right now. In the name of Jesus. God, you know who's in this room. You know the situations they brought to life, church. You know the thing that they've been fighting against. You know the barrier and the obstacles that they need to overcome today. God, I'm declaring in this place, by the name of Jesus and the power of the Spirit, that there's going to be a breakthrough in their life. Hallelujah. 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 How many would be honest? with pastor today and just raise your hand and say, I've got something I need God to do. I, I need a breakthrough in some area of my life. Amen. I'm, I'm telling you, their hands are up all over this auditorium. Hallelujah. Here was Elisha. No hope was in sight. But he was sitting on the biggest breakthrough that he didn't even know about. You know, some of you came to church today and your situation's been the same for a long time. And you didn't even know that today was the day that you're sitting on the precipice of a breakthrough that's going to change the trajectory of your life from this day forward. Hallelujah. Some of you have needs in your finances and you need a breakthrough. Some of you have needs in your financial situation. 
You're struggling in your finances. You're trying to shuffle the bills and payments, and you're moving money from one account to another, and you're scrambling and you're paying and doing all kinds of stuff. You're stretching the dollar so much that if you stretch it anymore, it's going to slap you when it snaps back at you. You need a financial breakthrough. I'm telling you right now, you don't got to live with that wall in front of you anymore. You don't have to live with that obstacle facing you anymore. Because I believe some of you are going to receive a financial breakthrough in this house today. Hallelujah. Some of you come here and you've got a situation. It might be a family situation. It might be a relationship problem. It might be trouble at home, trouble on the job. It might be something that's going on in your life and your world, and you've faced it for a while, and you don't know how it's going to turn out. You don't know how it's going to turn around, and you just all you know is every single day you've got to face that situation. It's unresolved, and there's no hope. It looks like there's no hope. You're looking for a change. You're looking for God to open up something and do something, but nothing is changing changing yet you need a breakthrough amen you need a breakthrough there are others today and you say I'm struggling in my spiritual walk with God you know what we all face those struggles from time to time but I want to tell you today if you're not where you once were with God if you're not at the place that you once were with Jesus Christ I'm telling you you don't have to stay in that place any longer if you're struggling spiritually if you're spiritually cold if you're giving in to the weaknesses of your flesh and you're you're just kind of getting away from God I'm ch- saying today you don't have to stay that way as you leave this place you can have a breakthrough Hallelujah. I believe that God wants to move on your spirit once again. If you've experienced God and God used to flow in your life, God wants to do that in your life once again. And what you need today is a breakthrough. I'm telling you today that the God that I serve, the God of this Bible, he's the God that opens doors that are shut. He's the God that opens up a way where there is no way. He's the God that parts the Red Sea when the Red Sea is in front of you. He's the God that brings down the walls of Jericho when the walls need to come down. He's the God that opens prison doors. He's done it before, and he can do it again, amen? Hallelujah. He's done it before, and he is the God of the breakthrough. You say, well, I've heard what he can do. I've seen what he can do, but I'm not sure he can do it for me. That's our problem sometimes. It's right here. This is your problem sometimes. It's how you're thinking. And then you think it and then you speak it. We have to stop thinking that God can do it for sister so-and-so and brother so-and-so, but I'm not sure he can do it for me. Why not turn that around and say the word of God says that I can see it happen for me today? Hallelujah. There's a couple of things in this story that I thought were pretty interesting. You know what? We have to be careful. These are some things we have to be careful about if we want to break through. Two things that I want to cover in this message. Number one, we, we, we cannot listen to man's word and not God's word. Amen? Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 says, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I mentioned it already, but that first verse of 2 Kings chapter 7 says, listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. The the prophet says it two different times. You guys listen 
to the word of God. You must stand upon the word of God. You must hear the word of God. Stop listening to all that junk that the TV news gives you. Stop listening to all that stuff that your people at work talk to you about. Stop listening to the family members that don't believe this book. But I want to say today, Life Church, begin believing what thus saith the word of God. Stop listening to what man says. Stop listening to what women say. But listen to what God's word says. Hallelujah. The prophet said, you know what, by this time tomorrow, you know what, it's going to be so different here in Samaria. We're going to be able to buy all this stuff for just one piece of silver. Tomorrow it's just going to be so different. There's going to be a change. Elisha, was, he was speaking in great faith of what God was going to do. He was speaking crazy in the middle of his world. It didn't make sense, Brother Jerry. What the prophet was saying when the people were there. They were starving to death. The city was surrounded by the enemy. There was no food coming and there was no food going. I'm telling you, he was speaking in such a way that was absolutely crazy. But even when God's word is true... And even though God's word might not make sense, I'm saying if there's a promise in God's word, if there's something that God has said and it applies to you, begin to speak it. Begin to declare it. Begin to tell people about it. Begin to speak what thus saith the word of God. And God will show up in your life. Even when it doesn't make sense, begin to declare it. Too often we declare doubt and fear and unbelief. Why not declare what thus saith the word of God over your situation? The king's officer didn't believe. You know what he said? He said, you will, there's no way. Even if God would open the windows of heaven, it's not going to happen. We got to be careful how we speak. We got to be careful how we verbalize our thoughts. You might think some things, but don't say it. That poor officer spoke what he thought. And he didn't receive anything. In fact, before the day was done the next day, he was a no more. He was a goner. We're so prone to to look at our circumstances. We're so prone to believe what we see with our eyes. All we can see is Samaria is surrounded. All we can see is there's no food. All we can see is there's no hunger. All we can see is the prices are off the charts. For some of you, all you can see is what the doctor said in the the doctor's report. All all you can see is what the lawyers have told you. All, All you can see is what the news is saying. And man, they're saying a lot. I'm challenging us, church, in the middle of fear in the middle of doubts, in the middle of uncertainty, we need to be declaring what the Word of God says. Amen? In the middle of all this stuff that's going on in our country and the world, we need to declare what the Word of God says. Instead of declaring all that doubt and fear, what does God's Word say? What does God's power proclaim? What does the man of God tell us to say? That's what we need to be believing. Whose report will you believe? Huh? Whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to believe what the doctor says or what the word says? You're going to believe what the lawyer says or what the word says? Are you going to believe what 
the news broadcasts are telling you, or are you going to put your faith and confidence in God's word? I'm telling you today, Life Church, it doesn't matter how bad things look, God is still on the throne. It doesn't matter what they're saying is coming down the pipeline, God is still on the throne. He has the final say. It might not look right today, but keep believing. It might look like things are a mess today, but keep believing his word. Keep trusting his word. He's the creator. He's the ruler of all mankind. He is the ruler of my life. He is the almighty. I give myself to him, and I don't have to fear. I don't have to fear what COVID or vaccines or governments or anything has to do to me because I'm serving a God that loves me and I put my life into his hands and if he lets me die of COVID, so be it because my life is in his hands. This king's officer didn't believe because he was focused on the circumstances. But I'm telling you what, the prophet said, because you didn't believe You're going to see it happen, but you're not going to eat of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, We must believe what God's word says. We must stand on the word of God. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3 and 20, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or think. I'm telling you, church, I can ask and I can think a whole lot of great things. But the Bible's telling me that he can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. So stop listening to what man says and start believing and speaking and declaring what God says. Amen? Hallelujah. Did you get that one? Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Let's thank him for his word. Hallelujah. Another thing that can hinder us from experiencing the breakthrough that God has for us is when we act in fear instead of acting in faith. Someone say faith. 2 Timothy 1 and 7, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. If you have fear today, I'm going to tell you what the word of God says. Didn't come from God. If you're living in fear today, just know it didn't come from God. Because the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear. But he's given us power and love and a sound mind. Hallelujah. There are people today in this environment, they're living in fear. I'm around them and I'm talking to some of them. And I'm amazed at how much fear people are living in. Fear didn't come from God. In fact, I'm going to say fear came from the pit of hell. It's not from God. If you live in fear, the devil has got you right where he wants you. Because if you're living in fear, you're not going to declare anything in faith. If you're living in fear, you're not going to proclaim anything in the word of God. We need to pray that God would... Just get rid of the fear. If there's any fear in this room right now, in fact, let's lift our hands once again. I want you to pray against the spirit of fear that's gripped the society. In the name of Jesus, 
God, I'm praying that fear would be gone from our minds. God, help us not to fear the future. Help us not to fear the day that we're living in. Help us not to fear this virus. Help us not to fear what the government's going to do. But God, our confidence is in you because you're our God. You're going to keep us. You're going to walk with us. You're going to take us through. God, I pray right now and I declare that fear would be gone from every individual in this room. In Jesus' name. Someone said, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, Elisha, he, he needed a breakthrough. He was in that city. The city of Samaria needed a breakthrough. The king of Israel needed a breakthrough. But the Bible story and account here lets us know that there were four lepers in that city. Well, actually, they were just outside that city because they were lepers. And they were in a desperate place. First of all, they were lepers. They were outcast. They were ostracized. They were alienated. They were separated from their families. They, they were living outside the city wall. Famine, hunger, it was real. And they, they knew that if, the, if things didn't change very quickly, that they were going to be a statistic. Talk about fears. They were rejected by their families, by the government. That they, they had fears of hunger and death that was impending. But they became discontented with their situation. They, they became a little discontented, and they decided they were going to do something about where they were at. I'm, I'm challenging someone today. you got to get a little discontented. If you're in a, place in, 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 a, in a place where you need God to show up, some of us need to get a little bit more discontented with the place that we find ourselves in. They had a couple of options. They discussed their options. They said, well, number one, we can go into the city and die with everybody else. Not a very good option. Number two, we can sit here and do nothing and die. Not a very good option. Number three, we can go forward and do something. We can go to the Syrian camp. Maybe, just perhaps, they will have compassion on us. Just perhaps, they will be merciful to us. If they kill us, well, we were going to die in point one, number one and point number two anyhow. Okay, we die. That's the end result. But perhaps... They will have compassion on us. So they decided they were going to do something. The bottom line was they decided we cannot stay in this situation any longer. I think sometimes we stay in our situation because we're not discontented enough with our situation. We need a breakthrough, but we're okay with our bad situation. But these four lepers, the Bible says they got so discontented they said, we're not going to wait here any longer. We're not going to stay in this place any longer. We're going to move forward, and we're going to believe that it's going to be different when we move forward. I'm saying today that today there's people in this place. you got to get to the place where you're discontented with your situation, where you say, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to do something. I'm waiting on God to show up, and I'm believing God's going to do it, but I'm going to make the move first. I'm going to take the first step. Because you notice in this account that when the lepers started to move, that's when God began to move. They were lepers for a while. They'd been hungry for a while. They'd been sitting outside the camp for a while. But God wasn't moving on their behalf. 
But when they decided, I'm going to take a step, I, I, I'm going to move. I'm going to, I'm going to start moving forward. I'm going to start believing that God's going to change my situation. When they made a step, that's when God showed up. Verse 5 says, at twilight, they set out for the camp of the Armenians. But when they came to the edge of the camp, no one was there. This is where I wanted to get to. Verse 6. Read those first five verses with me. For the Lord had caused. Wow. It wasn't what they did. It's what God did. When they started moving, when they started getting out of their situation, when they decided, I'm tired of this, I don't want this no more, I'm discontented with this situation. The Bible says that the Lord caused the Armenian army to hear the clatter of speeding chariots, the galloping of horses, and the sound of a great army approaching. Hallelujah. Church, as you begin to move towards God, as you begin to move away from where you're at, God will begin to move on your behalf. I'm declaring it right now. These four feeble lepers, as they took their first step towards that city, as they took their second step, the Bible says that God began to move on their behalf. And every step that those feeble lepers took, it was like the sound of a marching army. It was the sound of chariots rumbling. It was the sound of horses galloping. Because God says, when you take a step forward, I I will be there. And God, he showed up in such a great way. And what a great breakthrough. Hallelujah. When they got to the edge of the camp, the Bible says they went into one tent after another. They were eating and they were drinking and they were carrying away silver and gold and clothing and hid it. Talk about a breakthrough. You know, some of you are expecting God to do X. And when God begins to move on your behalf, it's not just going to be X that he does. Because when God does a breakthrough, it's always bigger and it's always badder than you would even expect. These four lepers were expecting a little bit of food and a little bit of drink. That's what they were expecting. But when they began to move forward, they went from just getting food and drink. They had enough food for the entire city. And beyond that, the Bible says there was spoil on top of that. There was silver, and there was gold, and there was clothing. Wow. When God shows up with a breakthrough, I'm telling you, it's always better than you would expect. It's always more than enough. He's the God that's got more than you could even understand or imagine right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's people today that you need in this service. You're needing a breakthrough. I'm challenging as you make that step forward with God. God's going to come through. God's going to come through in your finances. God's going to come through in your family. God's going to come through in the healing of your body. God's going to come through in a job situation. God is going to show up in a great way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm I'm inviting you to stand. I'm going to invite the music to come back. I, I believe that God's got someone in this place that's heard the word of God, that's heard the account from 2 Kings today, and you're saying, I am ready for God to do something in my life. I need a breakthrough in this area. I need a breakthrough in my life. I need a breakthrough in my personal life. I need a breakthrough in my finances. There's something in my body I need God to take care of. I've prayed and I've asked, but I've not had the breakthrough yet. I'm challenging you right now. God wants to give you a breakthrough.
Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now, before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.